ideas, stories, characters, scripts. Please make this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Please Make This mini-sode. My name is Laura Petro, and I'm going to be your host for today's episode. Uh, So as this month is, you know, winding down, it's the middle of December, I could have done a holiday mini-sode, but instead I decided to bless you all with another fan fiction. Uh, My other podcast, Yahweh Reddit, that I host with Maggie Gates right now is in nearing the end of our third season. Um, There's about two episodes left, plus our, you know, third wrap-up episode. Uh, So we're starting the new year with a whole new series. The current series we're reading is called Private, and it's by Kate Bryan. And it's a 14-book series. I read most of it when I was in middle school and then, you know, fell off because it got really stupid. So rereading it as an adult has been such a trip. It's about a girl named Reed Brennan who goes to Easton Academy on a full scholarship. And this place is just this bougie private school in Connecticut. And then she befriends a bunch of bougie people and then always complains about, you know, how not used to this rich life she is. Um, and the first four books focus on kind of a mystery. So Reed starts dating kind of this hotshot named Thomas Pearson. And by the second book, he has disappeared and they found his body. And then the fourth book, we find out that he was murdered. Um, so over the course of the, th- uh, the th- four books, it's kind of figuring out, did Thomas die on an accident? Did someone murder him? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a trip. And then, you know, by book, you know, 10, they get into witchcraft. But I digress. It's insane. Um, I wanted to explore for this mini-sode a character named Taylor Bell. Um, She leaves Billings, uh, the the Billings house, which Reed and all these other girls live in, and Easton Academy, after she seemingly kind of just, like, breaks down after Thomas Pearson's funeral. Uh, In reality, she is caught up in her emotion because we learn that her and her friends, Noelle, Ariana, and Kieran, who, you know, Reed is obsessed with, they tried to prank Thomas the night that he died. And it was like messed up, y'all. Like he like it's really messed up. Like so the thing is, is like Reed and him had like a fight during this party in the woods. So these four girls decide to kidnap him blindfold him and leave him tied up in a field and that's so messed up we later learned that ariana like went back to the field that night and just like beat him to death yeah it's very fucked up for you know a young adult series um but taylor in book three quietly leaves one night after she's just constantly breaking down after this funeral uh just over and over and over again and uh she's not a main character is the thing Yeah, Reed is our protagonist, and she's she's not a good protagonist. She sucks. She's unreliable. She always is doing a thing where she, you know, will treat her friends like shit and then just be like, oh, my God, I need to stop being so bad to my friends. And we're like, yeah, Reed, this is not a hard concept. Don't do the things you've been doing. And she's a horrible liar, and she's just never telling the truth. She's very paranoid for a lot of reasons, uh, and she should really seek out a guidance counselor, and yet she refuses to go to therapy uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, It's just bad. But anyway, in the first few books... 
Reed becomes friends with Taylor, Noel, and Ariana and Kieran. And Taylor is one of these four girls. And out of all of them, you know, Taylor's just the most unassuming. Her entire thing is that she's, you know, smart and rich. And then the other, you know, three girls and everybody else at this private school is other variations of rich plus some other adjectives. So like Kieran is rich and she's a model. Noelle is rich and she's, you know, like a head bitch in charge. And Ariana is like rich and she's like the heir to an uh, like an oil dynasty. You get me. But anyway, this book series is not only weird just in its plot points, but also in how it chooses to pass time. I don't think I've ever read another book quite like this one uh, because after the first four books, out of any direction that we could have went, you know, Reed has just been almost thrown off of a roof by Ariana, who's gone crazy. Uh, We learned that, you know, she has killed Thomas. Instead of, you know, dealing with the aftermath of any of that, you know, big culminating ending after four books, this series just picks up a whole year later. And all of the main characters and like, you know, side characters that we got to know have either graduated or they're just, you know, not not uh, important anymore. And now we have just a bunch of new characters we get to know. Uh, So that's definitely such a bummer because me and Maggie were definitely like, oh, man, this is going to be so cool to like see what happens in the fallout of like this whole like murder mystery. And then it's just like, well, everything has been fine since last year. Kind of lame. But anyway, back to Taylor, who I want to focus this fan fiction on. She comes back briefly in book nine, and she's just suddenly a lot more two-dimensional. And I was really excited for her return because I thought it was going to, like, mean something. But she is, like, almost immediately thrown to the side. And, of course, more new characters just come in, more wild plot points. Um, But the main thing we learn about her appearance in book nine is that after leaving Billings, she went back to Chicago, and she just really likes her school there, and she doesn't want to go back to Easton. So finally, here we are at my fan fiction. What if we focus on what happened to Taylor after she has her breakdown uh, once Thomas dies? She is an unsung character that honestly, I think could have been so interesting if Kate Bryan, who wrote this series, actually did something with her. So what if we went to Taylor's public school in Chicago? And the listeners, I'm almost positive it's a public school. You know, I'm on book 14 right now, and this was book nine. I'm pretty sure she says she's going to a public school now. I could be wrong, but in my fan fiction, she goes to a public school. Uh, but what? how would she deal with how to start over in this world? Deal with a life that she was living, not being there anymore, uh, going from like this, you know, very elusive private world to suddenly public school? And how would she deal with people finding out that she indirectly led to someone's death? And so I wanted to call this alternate world to private about a private school, public about a public school, a very original I know. So um, I would argue that this would be a a lot more interesting uh, direction than where the series actually headed. Um, and you should go listen to my podcast. Yeah, we read it. Um, or just Google what happens if you really want to know, like the summaries of all these books. But anyway, I want to get started. I'm going to pick this story up about like two weeks into Taylor being at this new school where, you know, she is once again meeting with her guidance counselor and having trouble letting go of her own deep, dark secret. 
I wasn't usually a late person. Something between the snap and the reality of my Chicago life being nothing like my life back at Easton, and the fact that everything and everyone I knew there were seemingly wrapped in more lies than I could keep track of had suddenly switched off the punctual part of my brain. And this is what was left. Me scurrying half down the hallway, a hall during a lunch period, uncertain if I was going to go to the infirmary and fake stomach pain or actually go to my scheduled guidance counselor meeting with Miss Nash. I didn't blame myself for what happened to Thomas Pearson. At least I tried not to. Ariana had acted so calm and confident and Noelle was so certain it was a good idea. Kieran was cool with all of it and it seemed so harmless. Looking back now, I don't know why I ever went along with half of the things those girls did, but they were my best friends, whatever that meant. As of now, it meant keeping my head down, trying to push them aside in my head, and anytime they called or texted pretending like they really, really missed uh, me, I pretended like I really, really missed them as much as they said they missed me. It was weird going from completely untouchable to living with your consequences. I'd gotten off easy after everything, community service that allowed me to tutor kids, and by the time I turned 18, none of this would be on my permanent record anymore. But the memory of everything would be burned in my brain permanently. Lucky me. Without even realizing, I was suddenly in front of Mrs. Nash's door. Looks like I was going to go to my appointment after all. I turned the door handle and opened the door into her office. It was clean and tidy with lots of knickknacks and movie posters hanging everywhere something I'm sure she did to seem relatable to the kids she was working with. Ah, Taylor, she beamed up with me from behind her desk. Please come in. Hey, Miss Nash, I'm really sorry I've been skipping all our meetings so much. It's okay, I get paid either way. I let out out a soft chuckle. Miss Nash really wasn't that bad. It was the things that the court wanted me to talk about with her that made it bad. It made me feel nauseous and flighty. I took a seat in the chair across from her. I wasn't sure what to do with the situation yet. Was I, what was, was I supposed to talk like I talked in therapy? Was she supposed to ask me questions? I could never figure it out. So Taylor, she began, I held my breath. How have you been feeling with your acclamation to North Noble High? I stared at her for a moment, half willing to ask, willing her to ask me a different question. Any question at all. Ask me about my GPA or the last book I read for fun. There was Nothing in me that wanted to talk about what happened at Easton and what was going on at North Noble. After she realized I still wasn't talking, she continued. We have a lot of extracurriculars here. If you'd be interested in getting involved, we know that can help new students ease into such a big transition, especially from a private academy to a public school. Again, nothing came out of my mouth. I felt words and small phrases popping into my brain, yet none of my thoughts were forming a cohesive sentence. I know you really like English. Uh, We have a really great school paper. No, I shouted, then immediately covered my mouth. I was already a girl with some deep, dark secret. The last thing I was needing to be was also the girl who just yelled at the guidance counselor for no reason. I I mean, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Um... School paper has never really been my thing. Flashes of Ariana filled my head, star of the Eastern Academy paper, and who used to be one of my best friends, uh, who ultimately murdered Thomas and then snapped even further and tried to push my new friend over the roof of her dorm. Miss Nash wrote a few things down on her notepad, and I was somehow transfixed with whatever she could be writing about me. Taylor, look, it's really easy to be 
the teen who spends her day studying and in the library and trying to be a model student, but there's so much more to the school experience. And I, I really urge you to explore some of the things our school has to offer. She paused another moment, I think waiting for me to feel that in with some level of personality where I gushed about how she was right and really hoped to fit in here and wanted her guidance about XYZ. And somehow with the way she was staring at me, instead of offering to join some random club like she wanted, I just imploded on everything that was going on in my head. I don't know how to do that, Mrs. Nash. Uh, My whole thing at Easton was being this bookworm who helped all my friends get good grades. That was what I liked doing. I didn't even have time to think for myself because it was running study sessions and proofreading my friends' papers and reading the materials for next semester so I'd have time to help everyone else with this semester. It was all school and partying and more school and doing what I was told every step of the way. So I don't know how to do the whole clubs thing because, frankly, I'm too stressed trying to find my foot again after one of my best friends killed Thomas Pearson. She once again stared at me, this time with less certainty. Her brow furrowed a little bit, and then she asked it, the thing I had been trying to put out of my mind. Who's Thomas Pearson? And suddenly I couldn't breathe, and tears were streaming down my face. I thought therapy was enough and my therapist had been saying I was making good strides. And then here I was turning into a puddle in front of a guidance counselor who was just trying to get me to join a club. Words were coming out of her mouth and by the look on her face, I could tell she was trying to console me. But for some reason, I couldn't hear anything she was saying. And instead of trying to regain my composure at all, I just got up and ran ran out of her office, slamming the door behind me, down the hall, up the stairs in the B-wing, and to the next floor where my locker resided. Whatever happened next, I didn't care. I needed to leave. I opened my locker frantically, and out fell assorted newspaper clippings onto the floor. I took three steps back. I knew. I knew exactly what was going to be on them, but I didn't want to believe it. I bent down and picked up one of the clippings. In big, bold letters, the headline of the paper, Easton Academy Student Murder Solved. I'd seen the article before. Luckily, this one and none of the other articles about the case ever mentioned me by name. But the clipping being in my locker didn't mean that my name needed to be mentioned. Because now one thing was very clear. Someone here at my new school knew exactly what I wanted no one to ever know. And that's it. That's my that's my little fan fiction uh, for public, a, uh, a fan fiction of private. Uh, so thank you all for tuning into this episode. As always, uh, please check out Machine Culture. There's awesome podcasts for you to check out just like this one. Check out Y'all We Read It, which is my other podcast. We're a part of the Audio Mint Network. Uh, so if you like young adult novels, definitely check that out. Uh, And as always, make sure you're following us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at Please Make This, on Twitter at PMT Podcast. Thank you all again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Welcome to Ya We Read It, the podcast where we're reading young adult novels from our past and reliving and reviewing them as adults. I'm Laura Petro. And I'm Maggie Gates. And we're your hosts, who are also best friends. And you can listen to us on Ya We Read It only on the social podcast network.